The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. 53106 the number now the cost of living coalition holding protests uh, tomorrow afternoon supported by over 30 organisations the push is for radical action to be taken on behalf of those who need the most help during the cost of living crisis three people who will be there in attendance Beth O'Reilly President of the Union of Students of Ireland is with me as is Louise Bayliss co-founder and spokesperson for Spark representing uh, single parents and Dervin McDonough who is the CEO of Inclusion Ireland. You're all very welcome uh, to the show. Louise, why will you be there? Lone parents were already living in deprivation before the cost of living coalition before the cost of living hit you know 44% almost 45% of people experienced deprivation last year according to EU Silk there's nothing left to give the URSRI have already said that the where inflation's hitting it's at food and it's at heating it's at those costs that are essential that you can't cut back if you're a lone parent on social welfare or a lone parent uh, working on low wages and you've high childcare costs they're the only things you have food and heating they're your costs there's no luxury and if those costs go up and your money hasn't gone up. There is nowhere left to give. What we're seeing is parents are saying, you know, so far we've protected the kids. So far we've gone to bed hungry, but our children haven't. But we don't know how much longer that can go on. And if there isn't radical targeted supports in this budget next week, there will be families who will sink. And I'm there to support those families and to support every other um, household or person who's there and struggling at the moment. We need to stand together in solidarity. Now, any, any politician, including all government politicians, when you ask them, they will say, listen, they are they are cognizant of everything that you, you, you talk about there and they are going to target measures at those who need it most. I take it you are protesting, though, because... You don't have faith that the measures I, that are going to be implemented after the budget will actually I, I have the effect? I don't, Kieran. I did earlier on in the summer because I, you know, I'd gone to the pre-budget uh, forum with the minister and there was all the right talk about targeted response and a cost of living. But as the budget gets closer and I suppose as elections loom, it seems to be a more general talk about we'll get 200 euro to every population. It's less talk about the targeted supports and appealing to the middle voters, the people who are struggling but will survive and what I'm saying is there are some families who will not survive and it needs to be targeted. I want to keep reiterating it needs to be targeted supports. Beth O'Reilly, I mentioned President of the USI, the Union of Students of Ireland is here as well. Beth, why will you be there? We heard a little bit earlier, I suppose, the stark realities of the accommodation crisis students are facing. Yeah, so the accommodation crisis is kind of one aspect of the overall cost of college that students are facing this year. We already have the highest third level fees in the European Union and we do hope to see in the budget a reduction in those fees but ultimately any fees to third level education are a barrier to access for some group of people so a reduction in the fees without the commitment of abolishing fees overall is really just a tokenistic gesture and I do think that the government will try and big up a reduction in the fees in the face of the current accommodation crisis but the reality is any reduction in the student contribution charge is going to be around the cost of a deposit on a house or half a month's rent. Um, And the biggest issue facing students currently is student accommodation. So unless we see supports in this budget for student accommodation, we can be guaranteed that we're going to be in the same situation Mm. again next September. Now, I I was listening to Simon Harris uh, on with Pat Kenny uh, this morning and he was talking about this and he made the point that, yeah, listen, the kind of the 3,000 figure or whatever we're, we're at in terms of the contribution you know, there's no real logic behind it. It's where we ended up post-austerity and he is committed and everyone is committed to reducing it. But in terms of 
using that money or the government using some of its finances and the exchequer's in fairly rude health to support students with accommodation. I mean, in the short term, how does that help people like Caitlin, who we heard about? Because they're simply just, it doesn't exist. Absolutely. So in the short term, what we've been asking for is a commitment to legislation to protect digs renters. So digs have obviously been presented as a kind of short term solution to the lack of student accommodation that we have right now. But something that isn't mentioned very often is the fact that in digs accommodation, there's no minimum standards. You can be evicted at any time. And so for a lot of students who are availing of digs, there's the potential that they could be kicked out at any moment and will be back in the situation they were before they found digs. So so legislation to protect our digs renters is, is a short term solution. So is a reduction of the, the rents in student accommodation complexes and um, on a wider scale. Um, and an eviction ban as well would really protect our student renters. Uh, Dervil McDonough, I mentioned as well, the CEO of Inclusion Ireland is with me. Dervil, why will you be at the protest? Thanks, Kieran. And yeah, I suppose disabled people have faced a cost of living crisis and a housing crisis for decades now. And we're going to be there tomorrow to stand in solidarity with people with intellectual disabilities who are really struggling and facing into a winter um, where they're unsure if they'll be able to pay their bills or eat. Um, so it's an incredibly difficult time for people at the minute. Um, and I suppose the government itself has recognised this um, cost of living crisis for disabled people. Um, they commissioned a report themselves, which they published in December 2021, which highlighted that just by having a disability, you face additional costs of between €9,000 up to €13,000 a year extra. And that's for things like heat, light, additional transport costs, having to pay for therapeutics, uh, therapeutic interventions, etc. Um, so, so people are facing that already. Um, now we are waiting for that implementation plan to be published by government and that's one of our major calls from Inclusion Ireland. We want to see that implementation plan being published and we want to see a cost of disability payment in Budget 2023 for every disabled person mm. in Ireland. But we stand in solidarity with everybody else who's struggling as well and that's what this coalition is all about. And did you share some of the concerns that Louise expressed, uh, Derville, that, that some of the measures, too many of the measures that we're going to see in the budget are targeted too widely? Absolutely. We need to see targeted measures for people. So we've also called, we surveyed um, hundreds of people before um, in our pre-budget submission at Inclusion Ireland. And one of the top issues that came out for people was the social welfare payments and the baseline being way too low. We need to see measures around that in this budget as well. And what we are hearing are these once-off payments. And this is not about once-off payments. This is about really a sustained effort to bring people up out of the poverty trap that they find themselves in at the minute. Disabled people are five times more likely than non-disabled people to face poverty and that's just a shameful fact um, in our state and something really serious needs to happen and needs to change in 2023 and before then. Uh, Beth, uh, it was interesting, I see the Financial Times of all places today reporting on on young people in Ireland and the desire amongst many of them to seek a better life overseas, you know what I mean? It's so so strong seems to be that desire now among so many of them that even I suppose the international press picking up on it. Is that something you pick up on amongst your peer group? Yeah, I think that there is a, a kind of attitude among students in Ireland now of just, I'll get my degree and then I can leave. And that is really disheartening because, you know, 
there's a lot of people who don't necessarily want to leave Ireland, but there's a reality facing the vast majority of young people now that we won't afford a home. We won't be able to afford to start a family in this country. Um, and as a result, a lot of people are kind of saying, OK, I'll stick it out for third level and then I'm going to find a job in another country and I'm going to emigrate. Um, so I don't think we will see it reflected in the emigration figures quite yet. I think it's kind of a, a growing trend among recent graduates, but mm. um, it, it's definitely something that, that I'm seeing in, in my own friend group. Yeah, it is depressing. I mean, if it, if it comes to fruition. Louise, I mean, how optimistic are you that the protests at the weekend will affect change? Well, I look back on the water protest charge and that affected change and that gives us hope and I think we all have to stand in hope. And one of the most refreshing things, just sitting here, I'm sitting across the table from USI, who, you know, who I've no logical reason to associate with. Mm. I've long been a student. It's been a while. Um, and I'm listening to Inclusion Ireland and I'm agreeing with every point they have. And I think that this is a great moment in time where instead of us being the divide and conquer, we're all standing together in solidarity. And I think that is how we will win the changes. I mean, we, as you said, the economy and the finances are in good stead. It just needs to be targeted to where it needs to be. One of the things I do want to say to, uh, really strongly, though, Kieran, is today there was a report about domestic violence and how domestic crimes have has increased um, and for the first time ever uh, murders have been higher in domestic abuse situations than anywhere else. Yeah. You know, and we wonder why do women or men in those situations stay there? Because we do not give supports to lone parents to sustain themselves and for many it's a financial choice and what I say is not all lone parents are victims of domestic abuse survivors but all domestic abuse survivors who have children become lone parents and if you do not give create that space for them to actually survive you are going to have more and more people staying in these situations and if I hear that thing why did she stay well why would she not stay because the chances are she'll end up homeless or in poverty and these are the realistic choices we need to highlight Alison even in the moment of crisis there's not even refuge spots in exactly, all parts of the country. Exactly. Another scandal uh, that we've talked about on this show uh, before. Uh, Louise, listen, thanks a million for coming in to studio. Louise Bayliss is the co-founder and spokesperson for Spark, representing sing- single parents. Beth O'Reilly is with me as well, president of the Union of Students of Ireland. And Dervin McDonough is the CEO of Inclusion Ireland, all taking part in the cost of living coalition protest that is taking place tomorrow afternoon. Stay with us here on the hard shoulder after the break. Willow Callahan is here to look ahead to the weekend sport. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.